I, Gideon, least among the Manasseh family, will rescue our people from our oppressors, the Midianites. At least that's what the messenger of God told me one morning while I was working at my dad's place. Well, sort of. At first he greeted me with a hearty, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior, while I was hiding the fact that I had food from the Midianite spies. Not surprisingly, I snapped at him. With all due respect, good sir, if the Lord is with us, why has all of this happened? Where are all the amazing works and miracles that our ancestors talked about? Why is Midian allowed to overpower us? You see, I don't do much of anything without proof. I know that the wheat I thresh out on the ground will be, in, uh, will be ground into fine flour. Uh, because I've done it enough times to be certain that that's exactly what happens. I know that the sun moves a little each day, charting out the year in the sky, because I've watched it enough years now to be certain. So when I hear my dad tell stories of things like water coming out of rocks and walls tumbling down and bread from heaven, I'm not quite as certain. I've never seen these things for myself. Yet this messenger, this angel, didn't laugh at me or make fun of me for wanting a sign. Instead, he said, because I am with you, you'll be able to defeat all of the Midianites as if they were just a single person. Then he went on to shoot fire out of a rock and vanish before my eyes. That's the level of awesome I encountered when I asked for a sign for God to be with me. And so, it's no wonder that now, facing an army not only of Midianites, but Amalekites and others, that I again want a sign of God's presence. The Lord provides a sign to reassure my heart that yes, no matter what God has called me to do, God is there to help me do it. Okay, God, here is a fleece on the threshing floor. Make dew fall on it, but keep the floor dry. Then, then I will know that you are with me, that we're doing the right thing, that we have a chance of surviving. My name is not Abednego. No matter how many times they call me that, it's not my name. It means servant of Nebo, a Babylonian god. My real name is Azaria. It means the Lord helps. When my parents named me, they honored the strength and the love of the one true God. And I have dedicated my life to this walk of faith. I only thank the Lord that they did not live to see this day with Jerusalem conquered and the temple destroyed and the people scattered and tyrannized in exile. Babylon is not our home, but here we live oppressed by the hours, yearning to be free. We were an important family back in Israel, educated, faithful, and strong. And that's why Nebuchadnezzar forced me to be in his royal court. He picked out the best and the brightest of us and forced us to endure 
three years of nonsense education predicting the future with animal guts, how to worship false idols, the greatness of all-powerful Babylon. <laughs> we will not let them erase us, destroy our faith, or brainwash us into shame. And, and so we hold on to what we can to keep our faith alive. We, we cannot offer sacrifice in the temple. We can't look to Jerusalem as our stronghold. But we can follow God's commandments in our hearts and in our homes. See, the king can control our lives, our work, our country, but he can't control our consciences and our hearts. We can live sacred lives no matter what these barbarians try to force on us because we pray to the one true God together. We refuse meat offered to idols. We live lives of virtue and we trust that God will deliver us because when everything has been taken from you, you would give anything to keep what's most precious. Nebuchadnezzar said we would die if we didn't worship his false god. I say, whether we live or whether we die, we belong to the one true God. Our lives don't matter. It's, it's God's justice and truth and faithfulness. That's what matters. And anyone who challenges the God of Israel will find out what that means. We don't need to test God because only God is God. And the Lord is always watching. Look, Azariah, I know that God is always watching. That's how I know that God will answer me when I ask for signs. Because anyone can say that they're from God bringing a message, but only God can provide the proof to be certain. How can I possibly face this Midianite army with only 300 soldiers without knowing that this is truly what God wants us to do? After all, I have time this evening and the next to pray and ask for God's sign. So I think I should take it and make absolutely certain. While I appreciate that you're willing to honor God's commands and risk your own life in the process, I'm facing something new. God is asking me to do something specific, and I think specific instructions need to be tested. How else could I know if the message is coming from God? or a mischievous spirit, or worse, an entity that wants to see all of the Hebrew people fall in ruin. This is a very important point. God knows that when God asks us to do difficult things, we need to know that it is, in fact, God doing the asking. Sometimes that comes from knowing our scriptures. I don't need to ask God for a sign if I'm contemplating dishonoring my parents or ignoring the Sabbath. I know what's right about those. Because God taught us. But when God calls me, me, Gideon, least of Manasseh, to do something like send away the majority of our army because God will provide, 
Yeah, then I want specific proof. I'll ask God to do something difficult and then to do it again differently, just to be sure that it's God doing the asking. Indeed, our ancestor Moses asked God for signs that the burning bush was actually God. And God provided that sign, even allowing Moses to see God's glorious face. Joseph, too, was able to prove that God's messages, messages were the ones sent, because Joseph was able to truly interpret dreams. When I asked God for yet another sign that God was the one telling me to do these strange things, God sent a dream message and an interpretation and caused me to overhear both. So yes, I will keep testing the messages to see if they're of God, because God provides safety and assurance of God's presence through these tests. I have the time to ask God for these signs, and God is gracious, providing them as needed. For God is as reliable and steadfast as the mountains and the sea, and to not ask for proof is asking to be deceived. I never really thought about it that way, Gideon. Here in Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar is the one who's testing God. He's being ruthless and violent and discounting God's power and might. Moses himself said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Don't challenge God as though God's arm is too short to save or maybe God is too weak to hear us calling. Who are we to say what God can and cannot do, what God will or will not do? It is my calling to serve, to live as righteous a life as I can, and to trust that God holds everything together. I get that you want a sign to be really clear about specific instructions, but we don't always get a sign when we want one. In those times, we have to do what's right anyway. We keep praying, we keep moving forward, because God will guide us if we keep the faith. Me and my friends, we went into that furnace peacefully. We didn't resist. We didn't have weapons and escape plans. But our faith was so dangerous to the king that he called some of his strongest guards from his army, and they tied us up with ropes so that we could barely move. And that fire was so hot, Gideon, you don't know. It was so hot that those strong guards died when they pushed us in. Nebuchadnezzar, he wanted us to fall down, to worship him and his gods. We fell down into that furnace instead, and we would not fall down on our faith. You know, I, I guess that's what we're really talking about. Testing God doesn't mean that we think we're the ones who can judge God. You're saying that testing God means discerning what God wants us to do, to live faithfully. Because you're right, if we know what the right thing is to do, we ought to do it. And if we have time to discern something more complicated in prayer, we should absolutely take that time. But sometimes, Right in that moment, all we can do is test our hearts, hold on to the truth, and keep walking forward. I did, and God saved my life. You did, and God gave you victory. 
We don't always win, but we do know that if we keep the faith, God will see us through. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised.